Hey, good morning. Thanks for being with us today. As we finish up this section in James talking about faith and works. Yesterday we talked a lot about how um, what do we do when we see a brother or sister in need and you know do we tell them to go feed themselves and things such as that. Uh, today I want to pick up with verse 18. We'll be read 18 through 26. This is James 2, 18 through 26. But someone will say, you have faith and I have works. Show me your faith apart from your works and I by my works will show you my faith. You believe that God is one, you do well. Even the demons believe and shudder. Do you want to be shown, you senseless person, that faith apart from works is barren? Was not our ancestor Abraham justified by works when he offered his son Isaac on the altar? You see that faith was active all along with his works, that faith was brought to completion by his works. Thus the scripture was fulfilled when it says, Abraham believed God, and that was reckoned to him as righteousness. And the person was called, and this, he was called a friend of God. You see, a person is justified by works, not by faith alone. Likewise, was not Rahab the prostitute also justified by works when she welcomed the messengers and sent them out by another road? For just as the body without the spirit is dead, so also is faith, so also faith without works is dead. Okay. Um, interestingly, James takes two Old Testament saints uh, that are paragons of um, Faith. If you read Hebrews 11, you see Abraham and, and, and Rahab mentioned as heroes of the faith. They have faith, and and, and they're commended for that. Uh, faith without work, faith, faith is the evidence of things so far, evidence of things hoped for, the substance of things not seen. This faith, um, we see these two saints here mentioned as those that have faith by James. And what's interesting to me is, you know, we Abraham Abraham had faith, and that faith was reckoned to him as righteousness. But what we see James here saying is, yes, he had faith. But he says, uh, he says that faith, uh, that, that, that we are justified by works. He says, he says, uh, we're not our ancestors justified by works when they did these things. Um, that faith apart from works is barren. We're not our ancestors justified by works when he offered his son. Um, and so we see that, um, that for, for, for James, that our faith, our faith is complete, and our faith shows itself complete when we have works. Um, he's seeing faith and works as working in tandem with each other, and that is that is historically, um, and that going back to the early days of the church, that is that's a very historically orthodox position within the life of the church. We Protestants came along, and we we kind of we we really. We would say the Catholic Church back in the medieval period and, and, and other times emphasized works too much. So we Protestants really emphasize grace, particularly hey, me being a good Methodist. I'm going to, you've heard me preach on grace a million times. So we Protestants have it deep in our DNA that we really emphasize grace, 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 grace upon grace, marvelous grace of our loving Lord freely bestowed on all who believe. You know, we, we love grace. We love grace. But from in a Wesleyan perspective, let's talk about grace from a Wesleyan perspective. For John Wesley, he did not think that grace was simply God's unmerited favor. I mean, that's part of what grace is, that God's unmerited favor that he bestows upon us. That is definitely part of grace. But for Wesley, grace was also, it was also the empowerment of God for us to live faithfully. Grace was God's love shown to us in provenient and justifying forms. But for Wesley, it was also grace that empowered us to live faithfully. And that's what James is talking about here, is how grace is the empowerment of God. Grace or faith, 
We are saved by grace through faith. So grace saves us in that grace is awakened by faith. It saves us. But we believe that grace is also not just God's love, but it's God's empowerment to be faithful so that we can be like Abraham. And yes, Abraham had faith, and that faith was reckoned him as righteousness. But because he had faith, what did he do? He left everything and went to an unknown land. An unknown land. Likewise, Rahab had faith, yes. But because she had faith, what did she do? She hid the spies. Okay, so faith shows itself in our works. Our works are not our faith. But our faith shows itself in our works. And that's why I think the last line, is so the last verse is so important. For just as the body without the spirit is dead, so faith without works is also dead. That is a, I think that's a great analogy that really crystallizes faith and works. Um, I've been lucky enough in my life to have heard some really good preachers. Some really good preachers. Some of them are colleagues of mine now in, in our church. But there are some preachers I heard when I was first coming up in, in my faith. Um, years ago in the Jackson metro area, uh, Michael Ross was the, the pastor of uh, Trinity Presbyterian Church, which is now closed. And he was an amazing preacher. I loved hearing Dr. Ross preach at Trinity when I was at, in college. But, in my opinion, and I believe this, the best preacher I've ever heard in my life and the best preacher I was ever, ever able to ever sit under and learn from was Dr. Frank Pollard. Uh, Dr. Pollard was a longtime pastor of First Baptist Jackson. Um, was a phenomenal, phenomenal, phenomenal preacher. If you ever had the pleasure to hear Dr. Pollard's sermon, you know you were hearing a sermon from someone who was truly baptized by spirit and truly called by God and just was was amazingly in love with God and it showed in his life and so I, I was I went to First Baptist Jackson a lot while I was in college just to hear Dr. Pollard preach and he talked about how our works the body breathes your breathing is an involuntary action Either a lot of our actions are voluntary. I'm choosing to do this with my hands, to flap my hands open, wide open. Choosing to move my hands up and down right now. I'm choosing to move. These are choices that I'm making. My brain is saying, do this, do this, and my body's responding. These are voluntary actions, voluntary movements. But they're involuntary movements that our body does. Breathing, for instance. You don't tell your body to breathe. Your body just breathes. You don't, you don't tell yourself, breathe, breathe, breathe. You simply breathe. It's what you do. It's how you live. You At night while you're asleep and you're not thinking, you're breathing. A living body simply breathes. Breath is one of the evidences of life. I remember when my children were little, I would go into the room tonight when I was nervous as a newborn, as a new father, and I'd watch them breathe. I'd watch their chest go up and go down to make sure they were okay. I'm sure every parent watching this or listening to this has at some point done that where you've gone into your children's room and you've watched them breathe. If you're alive, you're gonna breathe. It's simply what you're gonna do. You don't make yourself breathe, you simply breathe. That's what works are for us as Christians. They are our breath. They are the evidence of our life. 
you shouldn't have to make yourself. Now, you shouldn't have to make yourself be faithful. Now, there are times you do. There are times it takes courage and bravery. But our lives should simply be producing works because we're alive, because we're Christian. Is simply what we should do. Just as the body involuntarily breathes because it's alive, so should faith involuntarily produce works because it is alive. Just as breathing is a sign of life for the human body, so are works a sign of life for faith. It's how we know our faith is alive, y'all. It's how we know. It's the evidence of our faith. It's the evidence of our belief. It's the evidence in who we are. It is our involuntary movement, our involuntary motion as Christians. That is what works are. So we're not saved by our works in that way. We're saved by grace through faith. But if we have faith, if we truly have faith, if we have, if we truly tasted the goodness of Jesus, if we truly have that faith, then our faith will produce good works. Our faith will produce faithfulness. That's simply the way it is. Faith without works is dead. Because faith with no works is dead. So today, friends, may we have faith, but may our faith show itself in our works. This is such an important concept for us as Christians to know and for us to live. So I hope today that our faith is alive, and I hope that the good works in our life show the world that we have faith. Hey, thanks for being with us as we explored this section. I look forward to moving to James chapter 3 tomorrow. Thanks for being with us. Have a wonderful rest of your day.